Hello, friends. We have a uh, special episode of Highlands Bunker for you today. I have my friend, Carrie Harris, activist, candidate, hero, uh, here in the bunker. Unfortunately, REV is not a hero and doesn't know how to work all of his equipment. Luckily, Carl and Margaret are here now, and so you're always going to get a quality product from the bunker. But it wasn't so when my friend Carrie was here. So you get you get a nice piece of a of a conversation that I had. But we do cover quite a bit. We cover Carney and my disdain for his politics. Uh, we talk a little bit about just sort of political strategy in general. We talk about our friend Joshua Whitaker from Delaware United. Uh, and then we close with a very important message uh, from my good friend, Carrie Evelyn Harris. I hope you enjoy it. So, Carney. So my, my feelings for Carney are completely well known, right? And I... And it's funny how this sort of, we had a technical problem as we were going to get into this. I feel like maybe he has the state police fucking here circling the bunker. <laughs> we are right in his wheelhouse. What are we going to do about this guy? Do, do we have a plan to do something about this guy? Um, do you have a plan? You don't have to give me all the details. Yeah. But do you feel like you have a plan? I think that, well, Carney, um, I know that he has not done the things that I would like him to, to do. Um, and, but as everybody knows, regardless of party, I'm going to hold people accountable. Um, we've seen numerous times that he had the chance to do the right thing, like with EITC, and I know that there was concerns about the cost of doing it, but we know that without question, expansion of EITC, or e EITC in general, is the single most proven way to raise families out of poverty. Not only does it raise families out of poverty, it helps them excel in education. Math scores go up, reading scores go up. You're more likely to graduate, not with a GED, but with a high school diploma and complete at least two years of college, depending on how early your family receives EITC, right? So this, again, spurring the economy with not trickle-down economics, but with um, rising up economics, making sure that the least amongst us, and when I say that, it's not to be offensive because, again, I technically am the least amongst us, right? Um, have an opportunity to move forward. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Here's my issue. Mm -hmm. If you know Carney's history, mm -hmm. and it's fairly well known, like he truly believes in the bullshit. Like he's a good, he's a good Chamber of Commerce warrior. Mm -hmm. He's like a He's like a Bloomberg in his own mind. Yep. So the thing is, there's no, I don't actually think, and no offense, and I, obviously you know it's I'm no offense to Drew, and yeah. I think we're all probably on the same page here. Like, It's not convincing Carney to do the laundry list of things that we would want him to do. You know who else wrote a good op-ed, uh, the, the uh, 
director of uh, Delaware United. What's his name? Morrison? Dustin. Morrison's Eric Morrison. Uh, Eric Morrison. Eric Morrison. Okay. He wrote an op-ed. The same thing. It was like I want now that Carney has these better, even better majorities, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Th- let's do these things. He's not going to do them. There's g- there's no convincing. All of the the long Drew series quotes in the paper or the Eric Morrison mm-hmm. op-eds are not going to convince John Carney to do the right thing. Yeah. He's a fucking monster when it comes to politics and economics and like. He's bought into the oppressive. He's a modern day slave owner. I said it. Go fuck yourself. So he needs to be. So he needs to be. De- basically defeated. So we talk like, well, I hope Carney does this, or I hope he's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So the really what I think we should be thinking about now is his uh, political retirement that we're going to uh, accelerate in earnest yeah. in two years. Yes, so here's the thing, uh, and I've said it, and not other people I have mean, said it. Not, not, I'm not pushing you to give me any details, <laughs> but, you know. Here, here's the thing. Uh, I, like I said, I've said it, other people have said it. Um, we basically run this state. We always have, but we really do now. We have every major office in this state. We run the General Assembly. Most city councils, county councils out belong to us um, as a party, as Democrats, I should say. If we don't get it right now, and I can say this as a Kent County resident, I can tell you, if we don't get it right now, Kent and Sussex won't be, Sussex will stay red. Kent won't be purple anymore. It will be red. And a lot of times, a, a lot is put on Newcastle County to say, oh, well, if we can win there, we can win any, the whole state. Well, guess what? It's going to start turning red. Because the arguments about, well, if the Democrats were so great, why didn't they do it? It will... It will really make sense at that point because there will be no excuse. We own the treasury. We own the general assembly. We own the we own the governorship. We own everything at this point. We have to get it right. And if they don't, we can't we can't even blame people for saying they're voting against their own best interests because they're not. Yeah, exactly. And so now the pressure is on Carney because guess what? Whether we primary him or not, if he doesn't get it right, a Republican wins. Without question. And I can guarantee you this, there will be moderate Democrats ready to back that Republican um, because they're going to say, Which well, we didn't get anything. Here's a question, though. And again, not that any – throw a name out there that of a Republican who would beat Car- – because here, here, I'm thinking the way Carney would think. Mm-hmm. Right? So the Republicans basically, for all intents and purposes, in the last statewide election were trounced. Right. It, was a, it, was a, it was a massacre. Yeah. We, the Democrats, some very good Democrats, others not so good – but it was an exhibition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So at this point, after Ken Simpler couldn't even hold the fucking treasury seat for two terms, who's going to run against Carney? Who can challenge him as a – I mean, you look at this guy, Truno, Truno, yeah. who I saw before your thing. That mm-hmm. guy is a, is a crazy person. But at least he's not Artlet. Mm-hmm. Like, which one of those two, Simpler, Artlet, Truno, like, none of those are going to beat Carney just because they're they're – they're, I mean, <laughs> look, those guys are fucking morons. Well, here's the thing. We rode, we rode the coattails of Trump's major inequities, right, of his major failures, of his um, completely destroying the fabric of this country to a blue wave here in the state of Delaware. If it were not for President Trump, 
Clinton had won, if Bernie had won, Ken Simpler probably would be treasurer right now. We rode a blue wave. Um, that was our push. I think that's exactly what for people who <laughs> this is this goes out to Matt Albright who has had this discussion with other people. I won't have it with him because it's patently fucking ridiculous. But he doesn't think it was a blue wave. But but I think the way you just described it is proof what really happened because if it wasn't for that uh, reaction, I hate to call it that, but it really was a reaction. I don't really even like Colleen Davis that much. Like that would have never happened if it wasn't for people who were like, "Oh fuck this shit." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's not a thing that happens here. Mm -hmm. And probably the same with Laura Sturgeon, actually. That's a little bit of a backlash, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess. But, uh, but that backlash has happened now. So because it's happened, I don't see – I mean, what you're saying, I completely understand. I just think that the, the, the opposition to the neoliberals in this state are leftists like us and now nothing mm -hmm. because the neoliberals are good about sort of absorbing the rational sort of banker lawyer type mm -hmm. small business owner you know car dealer restaurant owner you know the oppressors of the world <laughs> right <laughs> right the small the small business <laughs> owner the job creator who doesn't want to yeah. pay a fair wage yeah we're looking at you well i you know well i let me also say this i think small business owners i have several of them in my family uh, yeah. It's a setup. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a I'm a little hyperbolic. I'll I understand, but I, I gotta say, um, are there people out there who don't want to pay fair wages? Yes, but small business owners, more than other business owners, tend to have um, a real connection with those who work with them because they need them, and it's harder to compete. And so they at least try to be a little bit more flexible with things like time off to take care of families and stuff like that. But they are charged the same taxes as major corporations. That was one of my big pushes: take away payroll taxes. With our campaign, the few people we could hire for the campaign, we got slammed with taxes. I'm still paying down campaign debt uh, with between taxes and other things that came up. And so here's the thing. Um, if in the same way that they're – both sides will say we need small businesses. Oh, they're the, you know, they're the heart and soul of America. But they don't do things to really help small businesses. It no. is kind of – the. The entrepreneurial spirit of Americans is to sm start a small business, but how do you compete? Most small well, businesses Well, again, I fail. guess, yeah, my, my I, I, maybe I should d define terms here. Like, I'm a huge fan of, like, the businesses in my neighborhood who I know the people who own, you know, the bakery yeah. or the, 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 the pub or the whatever, the, you know, mm -hmm. the, I, I go to those all the time. Right. Um, I, I make sure to go when I try to go to, you know, Wright and Simon or, mm -mm. you know, places on Market Street. The guy, by the way, uh, the shoe tech, the guy, the cobbler, the Belgian mm. cobbler on 9th Street, the best, yeah. which I know his name. Go to him all the time. Just fix my leather bag. Thank <laughs> you. Like, <coughs> I'm not really talking about them. Okay. People, I understand what you're saying, but people have in their mind this idea of the small business owner. But when the, when the Chamber of Commerce, when somebody like yeah. Carney or when they talk about the small business owner or you, you hear that term used, they're talking about like Buccini politics. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking about corporations that have hundreds and hundreds of employees, but are like less than a particular market share, yeah. or like a net revenue, or you know, or, or pro you know, whatever their PE ratio. Mm -hmm. You know, all mm -hmm. of these different things. They they're applying statistics and saying, well, they're not a huge corporation, but but that's not a mom and pop shop. 
I agree with that's you. That's an exploitative enterprise right. that's tied into our city government. Right. It doesn't need any more incentives to do what they're doing. Right. It doesn't, certainly doesn't need any of our money. I absolutely agree with you. But here's So the that's the difference. Yeah. Like, so I think it's fair to define terms because I say that. I guess that's why I said like, 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 a, like a car, like somebody who owns a bunch of car dealerships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I'm talking about like small-time crooks. I'm not yeah. talking about the person who like tailors my suit. You know absolutely. what I mean with that? Like that's, that's a different thing. Right. That's, and, that's but, a trade. But see, this is where the setup comes. So um, I know you, so I know your heart, and so I don't get um, offended. I don't get offended really anyway. But, uh, yeah, but right, so but some people would because they don't kn I know what you're trying to say. But see, the setup is those in power remain in power by making sure that those of us who really are on the same team fight each other. Because now there are people who say, what do you mean you don't care about the small business owner? Not knowing that your definition is actually right. – you know, what, what the powers that be are saying. And that's where we have to make sure we start coming together, defining what we're trying to say so that the conversation can go further. I, uh, to everybody out there, Rob and I are on the same page. We want small business owners, but we want them to be able to compete with these large corporations. We want to make sure that there is health care available to their workers so that they don't have to pay that portion out. Oh, no, absolutely. That's absolutely right. the very best right. workers yeah. because currently – some of the best workers want to work for the mom and pop shop, but can't because they need help. Yeah, them. I mean, quite frankly, any anything that would incent uh, another bookshop to go on Market Street. Yes. Uh, other than buying books over the internet, or anything that would incent, I, I'm all for that. Right. Yeah, you're right. I need to be more careful about. Like, I like to make funny, you know, fucking jokes and stuff. But <laughs> you're you're right. I, uh, based on what I believe, I look at it a little bit differently. Like, I'm looking yeah. at it on, on a philosophical macro right. sort of scale and saying like. It's easier for uh, Buccini Pollen Group to put in a restaurant in the riverfront mm -hmm. than it is for you know one of my friends who, you know, has a, is a is a baker to put a bakery in Crowley Square. Absolutely, and, and that's not, not that's not actually not right. Exactly, and Buccini will actually get a tax break for doing it, while your buddy who wants to put in a bakery is going to have to raise all of the capital on his own, likely. Um, borrowing funds from his friends and family, hoping it makes it so that he can eventually pay back. Right, right. Yeah, right? That's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't solve everything. Tonight. No. I could go on forever. I would like to go on forever. Yes. Let's do, let, okay. I, I, I want to uh, I want to ask you, and she weren't there. I can't tell, ask you that story. J Josh Whitaker and I uh, had a funny story about your your meet and greet, your first meet and greet mm -hmm, in my mm -hmm. house. Josh was there. But you had left because him and I had gotten to like Yes. It. So you, you heard – so let me let me ask you this. So you were out of the room, mm -hmm. but you know the story. Mm -hmm. So what story have you heard? Oh, it was Josh and I have – and, and, and I can tell you, you can be perfectly yeah. – Josh and I had it out here already. So yeah. I want to hear what story you heard because we had a great conversation. Okay, so it. I can't – I don't know exact words, obviously, because I was out of the room. But right, basically, right. you were uh, – Josh was concerned about me going Senate side uh, immediately or um, for a national position. Um, how can I best – let me give the first – the background of – I announced that I was running in February of 2018. The summer of 2017, I had a meet and greet at Rob's house just to get the feel. Yeah, I and I think we gave, when I had yeah. this background with Josh, I don't know if we got the dates right, Yeah. but that was our chronology too. It was yes. like, it was a meet and greet. We did your announcement, 
but you took a little over the new year to sort of sort that out. But well, there was yeah. a, there was a thing. There was like a, a focus group, for lack yes. of a better term, and and that's the date. I don't right. I don't it know was if summer twenty seventeen. I, I mean, that remember. sounds about right. Yeah. I don't remember. But in October, I had to pull out because I realized I didn't have the funds to make sure I was able to care for my kids and stuff uh, through that, an yeah, entire that. campaign. Um, and then I, you know the reapproach in December, and then the dis- deciding factor of saying, hey, let's go ahead and do this. But during that particular meet and greet. Um, to just get the feel of uh, whether people would be interested or not. Um, my understanding is that Josh was like, this isn't a good idea. She shouldn't do uh, a national position at this time type of thing. Um, not in malice. just Oh, absolutely just, not. Yeah, no. he just felt that it wasn't the right time. Uh, I don't remember being told what the – I know that I was told the details, but I can't remember the details. I heard on the reverse side was Rob and – Rob being the boisterous man that you are. It's a lie. Uh, got a, got, news, a, got a little news, loud, got a little news. loud, uh, and said, you know, we have to give a chance. We have to um, basically step out on a limb and be willing to take a chance or else we're going to stay where we're at. Um, a lot of other things were said, I guess, after that. So, but what I can say is two things. Two of my biggest supporters were those two people. So, uh, Josh, I don't know um, – that I've ever told anybody this, but Josh, after that meeting, every couple of months would say, you should run. Are you going to run? You know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you, the same thing. Anytime we'd run into you, like, what's going on? What's your plan? Blah, blah, blah. So uh, it was just interesting because I knew, knew the two dynamics. You were on board from the beginning. Uh, Josh was a little hesitant, but something, I don't know if it's what you said or maybe he went home and thought about it, but um, again, on the back end, he would quietly encourage me no matter what you choose to do, I will support you, things like that. And mind you, I didn't know Josh that well. I didn't know you that well, actually. I had just met you like the week prior, I think. Yeah, well, it's funny that you said that <laughs> because I'm sitting here thinking, like, I remember meeting you before that, but yeah. I don't remember what the circumstances were before that, like, yeah. focus group or whatever. Yeah, I think uh, – Did you just come over? I think I did just come over. You had heard that I was thinking of running. You wanted to meet me, and then I – because you came out, that's when you met so you met Susan yes, the same exactly. time. exactly. And then I said, would you mind hosting a meet and greet? And you said, absolutely. And then the next yeah, week, yeah. we were there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one thing, well, it's funny. Go, let's stick with the Josh thing for a minute because I was so glad to have it out with him here because it had been like anytime we were in the same place, people would be like, oh, there's Josh. Remember what happened? And I, I kind of remember what happened, but it didn't mean really mean anything to me. So I asked him, I'm like, do you remember? He was like, oh, everybody always reminds me. Do you remember what happened with Robbie? And, like, yeah. and what he remembers is I was completely stoned and drunk, which was a fact. <laughs> that, was, that was a fact. But I didn't remember it being that, like, I remember it being like a fish story. Like, every time it was told, the fish was bigger. Yeah. Like, I challenged him. He said something about it. He, he was really nervous that you didn't have name recognition. And then he right. named another person. Yes. Uh, and I'll say who that person was. It was the, the guy from Do- the rep from Dover. Uh, Lynn? Uh, yeah, okay. Sean Lynn. And it's funny because I said, well, if Sean Lynn was such a fucking fighter, why isn't he fucking stepping up now? Mm-hmm. That's, I, something to that effect. And I think that's where it kind of got like gotcha. heated. But I meant it in the way that I mean it. You yeah. know, like, but I will say this, and I said it to Josh, and I'll record it again because it's fair. Because after you uh, officially announced your candidacy, he was the first – politician of any stripe to publicly endorse you. Yes. And I read his endorsement and uh, 
and I and I actually told Josh to his face I was wrong about Sean Lynn. I had only yeah. met him one time before, and I thought that was really great. But yeah. that's where that's where it kicked off. And then I I don't remember anything else happening. And then I said, <laughs> I was like, well, let's talk back here because Drew Drew like tried to like interject, you know. And uh, I said, well, let's talk in the kitchen. And Josh was like, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. But of course, it's my house, and I I probably said that. I probably it's my fucking house. You got to do what I say. And yeah. so we had a conversation in the kitchen, which I thought was actually really good, kind of like provocative. And yeah. I was like, you know, we we actually need – It's I think the sort of the point I made was we need somebody who's up for the fight more than we need somebody you know yeah, or anybody knows. Because mm. if they're not up for the fight, then it's this is pointless. Yeah. And I met – I, I knew you were up for the fight. Thank you. It was clear yeah. from the beginning. And so that was the point I tried to make to him. And I think, again, and I never, <laughs> it's like everybody thought we had this animosity between yeah. us. And I never felt it. I just thought we had a cool, like a cool conversation <laughs> because I guess I, my recollection of it was completely different. Yeah. So it's a funny, it's just a funny Well, story. I think a couple things. One is, thank you. I, um, I always want to be known as that fighter. So, uh, you know, I, and I, I do it in a way and I think everybody understands that I, so that I can keep my integrity. I think that's important. Um, as far as Sean Lynn, I need to put on record, I think that he is awesome. Um, <laughs> and uh, not just because he endorsed me. I've followed him for a while. He is a fighter. He's the, you know, the calm, quiet, constant, persistent um, pressure that needs to be there. Um, he, he breaks up things that many people aren't ready to bring up. Uh, I have to say that one of his debates during this last election cycle, um, somebody challenged him. Yurik, um, Representative Yurik actually said, well, you went against your own um, governor when he tried to bring businesses to the state and you made it a big deal. And he said, because he was wrong. He was like, he w and, and Yurik was like, well, he's like, because he was wrong. I voted against what he said because he was wrong. And he's like, it's not okay to bring jobs if it ruins our uh, environment. That is somebody that uh, I, he actually is my representative that I'm proud yes. to have voted for. Um, he is somebody that, like, like I said, he is quiet, but gets done what needs to be done. Um, and he, he moves without fear. To endorse somebody going against Senator Carper is, um, could have been political suicide, quite frankly, right? People could have said, we're not going to move any of your bills. They could have said, uh, they could have blacklisted him in any number of ways, not inviting him places, things like that, you, which are important in the legislative world. But he was willing to step out, and not after I was running a good race, right? Yeah, it was the first one. Not just the first one. It was immediately yes. after announcement. That it was clear that it was coordinated. Like he, well, yeah. I, obviously he did know, and yeah. uh, I know Drew. So, yeah, it was, it was uh, again, I thought, and I t I'll tell you what I told Josh. It took a lot of balls mm -hmm. to, to say, like, for, for different reasons, I'm, but I'm fully behind this yeah. without, there was no question about it. Right. Yeah. So that. Uh, no. You know what it was because you gave the speech at the Chris White Gallery. I remember now, as as like the big opening. Yes. And that afternoon, that came out. Yeah. He, I think he put it on Facebook and then it was in the news journal, mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And um, Miss Pam, everybody knows Miss Pam Foster. She oh. uh, <laughs> she actually read his endorsement at the opening, and then it came out in the journal. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I knew I had some yeah. connection. I I remember. That's how my, my connection yes. was that at that at that opening. Right, and so, um, but as anybody who knows me knows, um, 
I welcome, uh, if somebody is just going to throw me under the bus, and it's kind of like I don't really care what you have to say. But if you're offering true critique as opposed to criticism, you're critiquing and saying, I don't think this is best, or you're not going down the best road, or I don't agree with this, um, I welcome it. I welcome loud, boisterous conversation. I, so uh, Josh saying that and me hearing that he had said it while I wasn't in the room and I heard it, it just made me fight harder. Okay, we don't have name recognition. How do I change his mind? Um, I can see personally how you didn't remember that conversation because as I've always told you, you remind me of my grandfather, the way you interact with people, and you remind my mom of her father. So, oh, um, it's her dad? Yes. Uh. And so... Um, I was hoping you that guys I, I was hoping I reminded yes. you of your dad's dad, <laughs> but I know I'm not that cool. <laughs> um, but you know, you just have you everything you do is with such passion that most people will be like, "Well, he's all angry," and you're just like, "This is where my heart is." Well, it's so funny yeah. that you said that because <laughs> so many times, and I've been better over as I get older, I sort of appreciate it more. Um, and it, I I try to do it in real time. It doesn't work that. <laughs> But, like, appreciate, and I certainly did it with this interaction with Josh talking to people about it. Like, yeah, I'm really overbearing. Like, it's good that people know me, and I hang out with people who already know that, and they know, like, it's out of love. Yeah. But it's, like, I'll give you a, st a story. Susan and I went to visit uh, some very good friends of ours, mm -mm. and they have a little boy who's maybe five, four or five or something, but he's a little, he's, he's an animal. Yeah. He's, like, a little, he, he lives at the beach. <laughs> called Bear. They call him Bear. Yeah. <laughs> so he was playing in like little tidy whitey in underwear and a, and a t shirt playing with a truck. He gets up on an ottoman <clears throat> and I look and he's looking at Susan and I'm like, he's gonna dive on Susan. He's gonna like come on like Jimmy Fly like yeah, Superfly yeah. Snooker on Susan. And damn it, like a minute like a second or two seconds later, he flies off into Susan sees him and just crashes into Everybody's oh laughing. <laughs> I mean, Susan's glass is almost broke. She's laughing. Everybody's like, is everyone okay? What are you doing? Right, right. And so I, I kind of uh, I equate my behavior to that. It's like this joyful sort of like enthusiastic dive, but I'm not five years old. Yeah. Like I got to like people yeah. expect – they don't expect me to like in your face so much. Right. So I, tr I do try to control it in real time so yeah. I don't – break anybody's glasses exactly but it is out of I, I can tell you that 99% of the time it's out of genuine uh, sincere it's from a sincere place yeah exactly and it's same thing with uh, Josh he has the way he speaks um, Josh I'm sure you'll hear this uh, and you know I, I say things in front of people and behind people's back the same way so uh, you and I that's another yes thing I, that's <laughs> but uh Josh, you have this way of sounding really sarcastic even when you're not. And so I can see when people were there, they're hearing Rob just being loud and just like, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to fly off the handle. And then they're hearing you, Josh, with this sarcastic tone, and you probably weren't even feeling sarcastic, but kind of like a um, cussing him out but not really <laughs> tone. Yeah. And so people are probably <laughs> freaking out, but you guys are thinking you're having a regular conversation. And um, – but luckily, I have both of you in my lives to be able to have that passion that says, let's, let's make this happen. And again, that's what my team was. Yeah, we had a great, Josh and I had a great conversation yeah. down here. Actually, we talked a little bit about Don Allen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I found out today that, uh, yeah, we're going to schedule, Don Allen's kind of coming. Awesome, awesome. Because it's a, uh, 
It's we're, we are in an undisclosed location, but Don Allen is uh, near this location occasionally. Apparently, he will be able to come into the bunker <laughs> and and plot the death of, of uh, the Delaware Way directly here from the bunker <laughs> in the shadow of uh, Rockford Tower. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, kids, this will not be uh, Carrie's last time. I hope. Nope. Um, I bet you that one of these times we talk together, we'll be calling her uh, Governor Harris or Lieutenant Governor Harris or something. <laughs> from from I just. Really You're just so. throwing some stuff out there, yeah, just to just. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> I, this is, I mean, that's what we do. Okay. I, I told you, I, I shoot from the hip. Yes. This yeah. is all Gonzo. This is full Gonzo style. Yes. Yeah, it's a little bit new, but we're working on it. Okay. We're working on it. Well, a couple of things uh, before we go, I want people to pay attention to is um, House Bill dealing with Medicare for All will be coming out uh, in January. Pay attention. Um, Again, all the naysayers, I will come to you with the hearts, minds, and pockets. Whatever it is that moves you, you will realize how it affects you, your family, and your community. Um, and it's the best option that we have. And as um, I've said many times on my social media and uh, other interviews I've had, I am most disturbed not that with the fact that insurance companies are partnering with um, elected officials, especially if they were Republican. I am most disturbed by them partnering with Democrats, um, the party uh, that is supposed to be of the people. And I will call those people out whenever I need to because I was born and raised a Democrat. We will change this party to go back to being the people's party. And if you cannot find a way to make health care happen, then you are not in the right position. You cannot say to me that we have arbitrarily, we can pull $5 billion out of some kitty somewhere to build a wall to appease a president who just is fueled with anger, but we can't find $5 billion to expand Medicaid or um, enough money to fund a Medicare for All program when we can find a $1.2 trillion tax break. We can do it. It has nothing to do with the fact that I um, have not been in an elected office. I've worked with elected officials. The difference is they will say to you, well, we can't do it in this system, and I say to you, then let's change the system. So um, Medicare for All is a big thing. The state of Delaware, EIT expansion is big on my list. We cannot continue to increase our poverty rate. Um, and we also have to make sure our justice system is something that is rehabilitative, that we cut back on our prison population, that we re rebuild communities. We have to in also invest in our infrastructure in a number of ways, creating jobs. The Green New Deal has a possibility to be great. It will include infrastructure banks. It will make sure that we have green uh, economies that allow for us to live on a healthy, in a healthy planet that allows us to be healthier. And it will create jobs. We've done it before, we can do it again. America is a, an amazing country. But we have to prove it with our works and making sure that the least amongst us are standing on equal ground with us. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I have one question for you, and we'll close it. So yes. I'll put you on the spot because I put I put Toby on the spot. Oh man! And uh, and again, these will. Uh, my plan is to start airing these starting in January. I don't know what what frequency. Probably once a week or maybe mm -hmm. twice a week, depending on how many I get in the can. So I hopefully before this airs, we'll take care of this. But you have m even more leverage than Toby has, as as beautiful as Toby is. We have a representative in the house from Delaware, who has not signed on to the Green New Deal. I don't believe has signed, not signed on, right? No. 
What the fuck is going on with that? Lisa Blunt Rochester, we're talking to you. Sign on to the Green New Deal. Left is best. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao.